Good morning, uh, Cedar Valley Baptist Church Young Adult Class. Uh, coming to you this morning with uh, another Sunday School lesson. Um, just a r reminder that uh, you know church is getting back in session, but uh, we still need to be safe and practice good uh, social distancing and uh, thinking of others more than ourselves, which we're going to talk about a little bit this morning. But we're going to talk about fellowship uh, again. We started last week talking about how we have fellowship with our Heavenly Father, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, fellowship this morning, about fellowship uh, around certain, centered around Christ and around uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, as we talk about fellowship, uh, you know, we're going to talk this morning about how it's Christ-centered, how it's common among believers, how it's constructive, and how it takes commitment uh, to uh, have proper fellowship. And uh, we're going to use it in a... Uh, just a short verse in Acts 2, 42, which everybody's heard before. And the verse is, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, uh, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And um, when we stop and think about the meaning of fellowship, uh, it has different meanings for a lot of different people. Uh, it means Sometimes it means that we're having a meal at church. And for Josh Howard, I always said, fellowship is more than cookies and Kool-Aid. And... Uh, uh, it's more than just uh, getting together and eating, uh, but fellowship in the Bible carries a much more deeper meaning and a much more uh, meaning with relationship one to another. Uh, and it implies a uh, closer, more intimate relationship uh, than what we normally like to give. Um, you know, last week we talked about fellowship uh, as our we have a union with God through Jesus Christ when we accept Him as our Savior. Uh, and as we enter into that relationship with him uh, we're adopted children uh, of in his family um, and he becomes our heavenly father um, and if but if you think about uh, our congregation um, you know we're all part of that family uh, adopted into that family and uh, we all are uh, uh, different into that family but we're all equal in that family uh, just look around and think about uh, our sunday school class or our church and all the different people with all the different backgrounds, all the different jobs they do, all the uh, different places they're from, uh, even the ethnic backgrounds. And, uh, you know, and we're a church of mixed up people coming together in unity uh, for the cause of Christ. Uh, and uh, that's what draws us this mixed bag of nuts we have in our, in our church, in our Sunday school class, uh, together together. Um, each and every week and each and every morning and and even uh each and every day through uh care and concern for one another so uh, let's talk about these points and the first one is fellowship is always christ-centered and um, when you look at these verses it says they devoted themselves to the apostle who's they what does they mean uh, if you read before that uh, it talks about how uh peter preached and there's three thousand that received christ and were baptized that's the they that's the church. That's who they is, and uh, that's who we're part of the they. Uh, and and uh, uh, we need to remember that uh, uh, we're all part of God's adopted family. No matter where we're from, who we are, if you accept Christ as your Savior, then we're all equal in God's eyes and part of His family. And uh, we're all gifted and blessed for being there. Uh, we're all we're not all blessed consistently. Uh, the same but we're all blessed in our own way that God wants us to be blessed okay we're all gifted 
by the way God wants to gift us to make our body complete, make our family complete. And uh, even though we all come from different walks of, walks of life, do different things, uh, interact with different parts of the world, we're all drawn together uh, by uh, the same cause of Christ. Um, and our fellowship is no different than what it was back in Acts and how they did it. Um, and uh, let me say this, okay? Hang with me just a minute and let me say this and you guys can uh, uh, fuss at me if you want to, but this is, this is truly how I believe. I'm all for equality, uh, but it'll never happen because when you talk about how the world sees equality, it's all about uh, um, uh, what can I have that I don't have or what can I get from someone else to make me equal with them. And uh, uh, the world will never be that way. They'll never uh, uh, give you what you want or you can never get what you need in a worldly way to be equal. And uh, uh, so this is how you become equal. The Christian life is not about equality. It's about humility and uh, to humbly serving others in Christ. And, and Christian life is to follow after what Christ did, so it inquires and requires sacrifice for the sake of others. I always, say, I always keep this verse in my mind and I always think about it. Holding others in higher esteem than I do myself. And uh, if I hold others in higher esteem and don't think... I am equal with anybody else, that I am a servant to everyone else, then guess what? Uh, then we're doing what Christ has called us to do. And, uh, um, and that's only through Christ and through the spirit of humility and, and, and service and servanthood that we do to him is uh, all this equality going to go away because the government can't make it happen. No matter how much you fuss and complain about it, and gripe about it, protest about it, and all those things, uh, it is not going to go away in human effort. The only way people are equal is at the foot of the cross with Christ. And, uh, and, and we are called to fellowship with one another in Christ, so through Christ. And that's what ties that bond us, and that's what keeps us in loving uh, and serving others. And, and because where problems come up in this world, and even in churches, is when people's uh, egos get in the way, their pride gets in the way, uh, it distracts them from following Christ, distracts them of the, the purpose of what we're here for. Uh, so one wants their way and per, more than one anybody else. So that hurts us in the uh, fellowship of Christ. And so uh, uh, we need to remember that others are in higher esteem than we are ourselves. Uh, the second thing we want to cover this morning is that uh, fellowship should be common among all believers. Uh, we need fellowship with one another. It's making it hard during this social distancing time uh, for us not to have the proper fellowship that we should. Um, but we can still reach out to each other through phone, text, and still, uh, you know, kind of meet, but don't, you know, you don't have to hug and carry on all that stuff. But, uh, uh, you know, God created a man in the beginning and said it was good. and uh, and But after that, he named all the animals and the Lord instructed him to do all those things. Guess what he said? It's not good for man to be alone. Uh, and we were created to have relationships. Um, that's how we learn to have relationships with the Lord is by um, how we have relationships with one another. Uh, and uh, it helps us understand what a good relationship is when we have it with the Lord. Um, we're instructed to meet together as a body of believers. We're also instructed to be part of that family, part of the family of God. And we need to gather together as believers because we live in a world that is hard. 
It's contrary to the will of God. We live in a world and a society that beats us down daily and wants to keep you beat down. And uh, we need to be reminded of what God's word says of how we're valued and what we're created for. And, uh, you know, we can, we, like I said a few minutes ago, you can have all these things where you try to uh, be have success in this world, but uh, what we really should be looking for is success in our Christian lives and following after what Christ has for us. Uh, because, uh, you know, that's the relationship He wants and that's what we're created for is to have a relationship with Him. Um, we meet to worship. We meet to praise as a body, uh, our Creator. And, uh, uh, and, and corporate worship has always been part of God's plan for us as believers. And when we get to heaven one day and uh, we're all there together in that perfect place, guess what we're going to do? We're going to corporately worship the Lord and praise Him for who He is. Um, and then uh, we also need to uh, um, have a need to be loved because we all have that need. And uh, that's what our Christian family uh, is there for. It loves us unconditionally. And uh, um, he will uh, uh, loves us and, and does things for us. And we're not created to be a long ranger out here being uh, off the grid, okay? So we're not created to be that way. We're created to have fellowship with God and, and uh, uh, God's church and God's family. And we're made there to encourage and love one another. And all that fellowship should be constructive. You shouldn't be beat down when you go to church. Um, you know, we go to church... I always think of it this way. Uh, the church is not the courtroom, okay? The church is the hospital. Uh, the courtroom, God judges. He judges the heart. We cannot judge the heart. So we're not there to uh, to judge someone. We're not there to beat somebody down. You can A lot of people can use God's word to beat people down with it, but we're there to, uh, to edify one another and build each other up. Um, God's word... Is the word of life uh, and the life in our church and the life of encouragement uh, we are to encourage to build up uh, to be constructive toward one another uh, that doesn't mean we all it's all puppy dogs and, and balloons and, and ice cream and cake uh, sometimes we have to be told the hard things as well uh, but uh, that's part of uh, helping someone come to repentance and, and starting to get back on the right track and we have to do that as well um, but we have to build each other up and edify each other. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, and let us consider how we spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, and a lot of people says, you know, pull out, uh, you know, let us not give up meeting together. Okay. And we shouldn't not meet together and that uh, we should, you know, church is important. But the beginnings of that verse and the ends of that verse are also as, as important because uh, we meet together to spur one another on in love and good deeds. And, uh, and then we do that also to encourage one another uh, all the more as we see the day approaching. As all the more as the world gets tougher and the world gets harder, uh, you know, we're there to encourage each other to make it through uh, those tough times okay so that's why we meet together uh, it's a place uh, that we build lifelong relationships with Christ uh, build one's faith uh, in safety because we know that we're loved uh, to build one up to become what God's intended us to be and to uh, uh, spur along those gifts that God's given us um, 
I mean, all those tasks are ours because of the great commandment. Uh, we do them because we love the Lord and we love one another. And that's why we we're created from, from the beginnings. Um, why do most churches struggle continually? Because parts of the body are missing. Uh, we miss we miss two things. We miss being there, first of all. First of all, we've got to be there to make the body complete. And then each person that's there has got to have the right relationship and a relationship to use their gifts uh, to make the body strong. Um, and everyone's important to the body. Everybody's gifts are very important to the body. And uh, we have to uh, use those things or the body uh, walks with a limp. Okay? We all get up aching and, and walking with a limp. Uh, so that's why we meet together. Think about this. Uh, what would Cedar Valley Baptist Church be like if we didn't have our Sunday school class? And I'm not talking about the lessons and all that stuff. I'm talking about the closeness and relationships and all that stuff we had. What would it be like? It, it'd just be a place where you come in and, and sit and gather. And you hear God's Word and you hear Joel preach and all that. I'm not minimizing that as all, uh, at all. Uh, and God's Word has to be preached. It has to touch our heart. But we can't miss the closeness either. Um, you know, what would Cedar Valley Baptist Church be like if all those kids didn't run down through there uh, for uh, Children's Church and, and we get a smile on our face and chuckle and all that stuff? Uh, because of some of the stuff they do, you know, what would what would church be like? What would Cedar Valley Baptist Church be like then? You know, what would Cedar Valley Baptist Church be like if uh, if we didn't call the Tyler the Commish? You know, if the Commish wasn't, uh, if we couldn't interact and love each other in that way and things like that. So uh, uh, just remember that um, all that's part and very important to Cedar Valley Baptist Church and to us as a body of believers. Okay, so uh, um, uh, and that brings us into the final point. Uh, that I want to talk about is the commitment. Fellowship is always about commit commitment. It says they devoted themselves. Okay, what does the word devoted mean? Um, and, and it comes from a, a Greek word which I can't really say, but prokestronoted, yes, which means more than just uh, uh, what we think it does. It means remaining by their side, not leaving, not forsaking. Uh, and being that committed and it's a powerful word it implies a deep sense of caring and love for for what you're doing um, you know Jesus said that they'll know we're disciples if we love one another and that's what uh, the de the depth of this word means uh, we're devoting ourselves to one another uh, and uh, you know everybody's looking for that love everyone wants that devotion and that cherish and, and want to be cared and, and loved for in that uh, a godly way so um, when we come together and commit ourselves together and devote ourselves together we're basically showing that love and that deep relationship we have for one another uh, I don't I personally don't like the word uh, membership to the church because membership kind of means like uh, uh, you, know, you know I'm a member of this group or this community I pay my $10 fee and uh, I get uh, you know emails every day from it or a magazine from it or you know you know when you talk about membership it just doesn't have the same meaning um, you can join clubs and be members of them and get all this stuff but uh, uh, you know it doesn't mean as much when we're committed to doing what God has for us it means much more you know just think about you know commitments today people don't commit to anything or don't honor their commitments at all whether it's a divorce rate or whether it's a um, companies or workers you know you used to you could go work at a company and retire there and have good retirement and work there 20 30 years it's not the case anymore um, you know even church members 
don't understand commitment. You, you know, the, the church is not always going to be in, in a great position. Sometimes it's going to be in hard positions and tough times. And do you hop and go somewhere else, wherever the uh, the flavor of the week is? And uh, uh, that's not commitment. That's not commitment to the people that you love there at that church. Commitment means that you're going to stay there. You're going to see it through. Uh, you're going to make it better because of your love for one another, okay? And uh, uh, so instead of trying to figure out where I'm going to go to church to be ministered to, you need to be more committed to where I'm going to go to church to minister because uh, your ministry to others that just showing love to others and reaching out to others is very vital to any church. Um, and we're all called to that commitment uh, to the Lord and to the church uh, and when we when we take that public uh, testimony of baptism, uh, that means more than what we think it does. It means that we are no longer ourselves, no longer our own, but we've uh, uh, died to ourselves and committed our life to Christ, to His body, and uh, and to show love to others. You know, so uh, uh, you know the church in Acts, the they that we talked about, literally lived and eventually died together as a church. Uh, per persecution came, and uh, many were in prison, left homeless, and even killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. And, uh, and we need to uh, uh, consider that we're no different. We're going to do the same. You know, there's a story about uh, uh, these two guys, masked guys, coming to a church carrying a gun, uh, and they uh, pretty much said that if... Uh, uh, you know that uh, it is in the morning worship service uh, you know and anybody that wanted to deny their faith can get up and leave and uh, so you know they're sitting there in the church and you know they had the guns and half people said oh, you know I'm out of here so uh, but the other half stayed and uh, when everybody left you know the, the preacher and everybody was standing there looking the two robbers took their mask off put their guns up and sit down in the church and said here you go preacher Here's the people that really are committed. And, uh, uh, I'm, and that's just a story. Uh, but, uh, you know, you think about that. You know, when, when, when persecution comes and tough times come, I'm not talking about a, a gun-wielding persecutor, but uh, when the world comes at you, are you one just going to give up your faith real quick or are you going to be one that's going to be there even when persecution comes? Um, you know, it's, and then things happen in our local church and, and we need to uh, understand that uh, you know that it takes commitment it takes a deeper commitment than what we're used to giving it takes a, a commitment of humility a, commi a commitment of servanthood that uh, keeps the church strong and keeps it going because we uh, we're humble because we want to hold others in higher esteem than we do ourselves. Uh, it, it's love because of uh, unconditional love we all understand we're all human. We all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect, you know. I'm sure you guys could make a little, uh, a, a big, long list of, uh, about me, about things that you wish I would be better at. And, uh, and you know what? I probably could, and I probably should. But uh, you love me anyway. So, uh, uh, you know, when we think about the commitment that we make to Christ, the commitment that we make to His church and we make to one another, um, you know, that's a commitment that's needed. Uh, it's a commitment that helps us understand we're not to walk alone that we're always supposed to have fellowship with one with another and we need that love and unconditional love in this world today because everything that happens in this world worldly is conditional it's because i want this because or i want that because and i want this if or that and uh, 
in God's house, there's nothing conditional other than accepting Christ. Everything else uh, is there out of love and out of being part of God's family. And, uh, and we ought to build each other up. Okay? So just remember that. Don't, even though we're separated during this time of the coronavirus and, and we're meeting together now, but you know, we don't get to meet together in Sunday school class. We're not doing social activities together so that we can uh, love on one another. Don't lose your fellowship. Okay? Don't lose the love for one another, uh, even though we're distanced. Okay? So uh, stay safe, and we'll see you Sunday if you can make it. If not, uh, uh, we'll see you the next time. Thanks.